Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program of Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 615 for release on Sunday, December 6, 2020. On the program for today, a solar eclipse in the Southern Hemisphere and the radio story on three of the Pitcairn Islands. The first radio broadcast from KDKA, Indian regional shortwave stations that are still on the air, and our Japan DX report. Well, on the Monday after next weekend, Monday, December 14th, 2020, there is another spectacular solar eclipse that will be visible in the South Pacific, South America, and the South Atlantic. This coming eclipse begins at local sunrise in the South Pacific, north of Pitcairn Island. It traverses the ocean rapidly towards South America, and it then disappears about mid-ocean in the South Atlantic. This will provide a special opportunity during a period of darkness for international radio monitors in New Zealand and South America to tune in to shortwave stations, and perhaps even some medium-wave stations, that are not normally audible. Here's Ray Robinson with more on this story. Thanks, Jeff. As is the case for each solar eclipse, a multitude of eclipse chasers will congregate in South America to view this coming spectacular heavenly phenomenon, and others plan to view the scene from cruise ships in the South Pacific. On this coming occasion next week, at least two cruise ships, the MV Paul Gauguin and the MV Discovery, Each will carry a load of passengers into mid-ocean north of the French islands to view the total eclipse. The first inhabited land area to view this coming eclipse is Pitcairn Island, where the maximum view will be a 62% partial eclipse. The other three islands that constitute the British territory of Pitcairn Islands will obtain a better view of the eclipse, though no eclipse expeditions are planned to these localities. In the four territories that comprise the Pitcairn Islands, two are rugged volcanic upheavals and two are coral atolls. On earlier occasions here in Wavescan, we've presented a full, almost century-long story of the radio scene on the main island, Pitcairn. So, as a sequel, let's look at the radio scene on the other three islands. We choose first the island called Henderson, which along with Pitcairn are the two regular islands in this foursome group of islands in the South Pacific. Henderson Island is six miles long and three miles wide, and it's five times larger than the main island called Pitcairn. Upon Henderson are found ten plants not found anywhere else in the world, and likewise four birds, though unfortunately Polynesian rats are found in abundance. (laughs) There's no real availability of fresh water on this island, though. A colony of Polynesians lived on Henderson in earlier times, though by the time of European exploration they'd all gone. A dozen or more skeletons have been found in caves, and perhaps they were the last remaining humans on the island. In 1820, the American whaler Essex was wrecked by an angry whale, and three of the crew lived on Henderson until rescued by the ship Surrey a few months later. 
One year later, the grossly morbid story of the Essex and its survivors provided the background for the equally morbid story of the fictional Moby Dick. In 1957, the American Robert Tamarchin and his baby chimpanzee Moko were dropped off at Henderson together with abundant food supplies and equipment. This staged event, that was apparently intended to bring him international fame, degenerated into a failed publicity stunt. Dr Jennifer Lavers from the University of Tasmania in Hobart stated during her visit to Henderson that the highest density of flotsam anywhere in the world is found here at the rate of 3,500 pieces a day, now totalling 18 tonnes. There has never been any radio event on Henderson Island, not even an amateur de-expedition, though tourist ships and fishing ships anchored nearby have in the past frequently talked with ZBP, the marine station on Pitcairn Island. Next we move to Oino Atoll, and in particular to Oino Island, which is inside the lagoon, though attached to the rim. Over the years, several ships have been wrecked on the coral reef at Oino, including the Wild Wave in 1858, with a loss of life. A headstone on Oino tells of the burial of Thomas Knowles, brother of the ship's captain. On occasions, postage stamps for the Pitcairn Islands have identified each of the four islands, including Oino. The Pitcairners, resident on the main island, where there are no beaches, have chosen Oino as their holiday island, and in January each year they spend two weeks in vacation activities on Oino. During the total solar eclipse on April the 8th, 2005, two cruise ships, the MV Paul Gauguin and the MV Discovery, filled with eclipse chasers, were anchored 10 kilometres north of Oino. During the total solar eclipse on July the 2nd last year, 2019, the ship Bravo Supporter took a group of 10 eclipse chasers for a landed visit to Oino though rain and an overcast sky prevented a full observation of the eclipse. The only radio transmissions near and on Oino have been communication transmissions from passenger and cargo ships. However, if ever an amateur de-expedition travels to Oino, the call sign would be a VP6 call, as is the case on all four of the Pitcairn Islands. Acadia Island in Ducey Atoll has been the venue for several amateur de-expeditions, for which a different call sign has been allocated on each occasion. In fact, so popular is Ducey in the amateur radio world, it's 19th on the wanted list, that separate status has been accorded to this location. The total area of the four islets in this atoll is just 170 acres, and again there's no fresh water. Ducey was discovered in 1606 by a Portuguese captain who was sailing for Spain. It was rediscovered by the British in 1791. It was claimed by the United States in 1867 as a guano island, and it was annexed in 1902 by the United Kingdom. The first amateur de-expedition to Ducey took place in March 2002, under the call sign VP6DI, with the DI standing rather obviously for Ducey Island. Just one year later, another de-expedition operated with the call VP6DIA. Three years later again, in 2006, a one-man de-expedition operated offshore as VP6UU. 
and a third group-operated de-expedition in 2008 with more than 30 personnel was on the air as VP6DX, and they logged a remarkable record of 183,686 QSOs. During their visit to Ducey, they witnessed a full moon eclipse. The fourth group de-expedition just two years ago in 2018 QSL'd under the callsign VP6D. We might add also that cruise ships stop occasionally at these various islands and sometimes make brief landings. In addition, there are unrecorded visits by tankers and freighters, which sometimes dump unwanted garbage in the area, on land and in the sea. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Next, we present a live recording of the very first radio broadcast from the famous American medium wave station, KDKA, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Currently, they're celebrating their 100th anniversary. However, as you listen to this recording, you should remember two things. First of all, this is a reconstructed recording, not an original recording, due to the fact that back then their first broadcast was not recorded. Secondly, the actual call sign at the time of their famous first broadcast was not KDKA, but rather it was 8ZZ. The district radio inspector in Detroit issued the temporary call sign 8ZZ to them over the telephone, and the regular call sign KDKA was issued to them from the Department of Commerce in Washington, D.C. by post. But at the time of their first broadcast, the postal copy had not yet arrived at Westinghouse in East Pittsburgh. This is KDKA of the Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company in East Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We shall now broadcast the election returns. We are receiving these returns through the cooperation and by special arrangements with the Pittsburgh Post and Sun. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us as we are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching and how it is being received. While we're waiting for the returns to come in over the telephone, direct from the Post and Sun, I'll give you the list of offices in today's presidential election. Here they are. Some 30 million Americans are electing a president of the United States, a vice president, 34 United States senators, 435 members of the House of Representatives, governors of 34 states, and thousands of minor offices, county judges, and officials. <coughs> okay, those are the offices to be filled. And here are the seven complete presidential tickets that are being voted on. Republican, Warren G. Harding, and Calvin Coolidge. Democratic, James M. Cox, A recording there of the first broadcast from KDKA in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 100 years ago. Now here's Ray again with more news from India. Now we said last week that we'd bring you the list of regional shortwave stations still operating in India. According to information received from Jos Jacob, VU2JOS, who's the assistant director at the National Institute of Amateur Radio in Hyderabad, India, there are still six regional shortwave stations listed for India. However, he states that only three of these stations are currently active, and even though the other three are listed as still in service, they are actually currently off the air. So first, here are the three currently inactive shortwave stations in India – 
at Gangtok in Sikkim province. There was a 10 kilowatt station that operated on 4835 and 6085 kilohertz. At Aizol in Mizoram province, there's a 4.5 kilowatt transmitter that operated on 5050 and 7295 kHz. And at Chennai in Tamil Nadu province, there's a 100 kilowatt transmitter that is operated on 7270 kHz. And finally, these are the only three currently active regional shortwave stations in India. The first is at Leh in Ladakh province with 2.5 kilowatts on 4760 and 6000 kHz. The second is at Srinagar in Kashmir with 30 kilowatts on 4950 and 6110 kHz. The last is at Jaipur in Odisha province with 30 kilowatts on 5040 kHz. Thank you, Ray. And from India, we go to Japan. Here's Yukiko Tsuji third DX report for this month. Hello and welcome to the DX report of the month from Japan Shortwave Club, aided by Toshio Otake and I'm Yuki Kotsuji. Mr. Nishiguchi had interesting de-expeditions at the Furetoi Observatory in Koshimizu, Hokkaido, the northern island of Japan. Here are some of his loggings. KUBR from San Juan, Texas, USA, was heard on 1210 kHz on October 10th from 0759 to 0802 UTC in Spanish. SIO rating was 322, then down to 211. ID was given at 0802 as La Nueva Radio Cristiana, KUBR, La Nueva Radio Cristiana. KBZZ from Sparks, Nevada, USA, was heard on 1270 kHz on October 10th, from 0726 to 0743 UTC in English. SIO rating was 333. Pop music oldies were on the air. Station Zingo was played at 0740 as Reno Oldies and ID as Good Times Reno Oldies, Oldies 92.5. KPMI from Bemichi, Minnesota, USA was received on 1300 kHz on October 10th from 0653 to 0710 UTC in English. SIO rating was 222. Pop music audios were aired. ID was given at 0653 as 94.3 AM 1300 KPMI. KLIX from Twin Falls, Idaho, USA was heard on 1310 kHz on October 10th from 0753 to 0816 UTC in English. SIO rating was 343. News talk was broadcast. ID was given at 0759 as This is News Radio 1310 KLIX Twin Falls, Idaho, USA. Then Fox News followed after that. XEPBGR Radio Milad from Guadalajara, Mexico was heard on 1510 kHz on October 10th from 0653 to 0710 UTC in Spanish. SIO rating was 343, then down to 242. Lantera music program was on the air. ID was given at 0659 as Radio Milad, Era Revolución. We have several more DX reports from our club members this week. Hope Radio from Palo was heard on 
15680kHz on November 8th from 0100 to the sign off at 0230 UTC in English. SIO rating was 353. Pop music and the talk program about the Bible were aired. ID was given at 0110. Bible voice broadcasting via Dushanbe, Tajikistan was heard on 7555kHz on November 3rd. From the sign on at 1300 to the sign off at 1329 UTC in English. SIO rating was 343. Living the Bible was broadcast. Radio Romania International was received on 17780 kHz on October 26 from 0629 with interval signal to 0641 UTC in English. SIO rating was 252. News and business flash were on the air. WEWN from Vandiver, USA was heard on 12050 kHz on November 6 from 2150 to 2200 UTC in Spanish. SIO rating was 353. Religious talk was aired. Jingle and ID were given at 2155. The program was interrupted and became inaudible due to the transmission of Radio Free Asia on the same frequency at 2057. KNLS from Anchor Point, Alaska was heard on 9605 kHz on November 10th from 1015 to 1033 UTC in English. SIO rating was 454. Religious talk and music were on the air. ID was given at 1018. Finally, Japan Shotev Club will issue the QSL cards for the correct reports on our segment of WebScan program. We are issuing QSL card by email to the report sent by email. Our address for your email report is jswcqsl.libe.jp. I repeat, jswcqsl.libe.jp. We continue to issue the printed QSL card by the same system as before. Your report should be addressed to JSWC PO Box 44 Kamakura, which is K A M A K U R A, postal code 248-8691, Japan. One ILC or two US dollars for return postage will be appreciated. For this edition of DX Report, we'd like to thank Mr. Yoshiaki Hayashi. Mr. Iwao Nagatani, Mr. Tetsuya Toriumi, and Mr. Takashi Nishiguchi for sharing the information with us. Thank you for listening, and please join us for our next edition of DX Report of Japan Shotev Club. I'm Yukiko Tsuji in Tokyo. Thank you, Yukiko. I want to mention a reception report we received recently from Stefan Maurice in Plougoumelon in France. He says, I'm very pleased to have listened to WaveScan. I have appreciated this program about DXing. I'm 54 years old, married with three children, and I listen to shortwave and other bands since 1985. And it was interesting because he sent a report of WaveScan on the 15th of November from four different locations. Uh, at 11:30 UTC, he heard WaveScan on 15770 kilohertz from Florida uh, with a sinpo of 54554. At 1200 UTC, He heard WaveScan from IRRS, uh, the Italian radio relay service, on 9510 kilohertz with a SINPO of 54333. At 1530 UTC, 
He heard Wavescan from Tajikistan on 6155 kHz, the AWR relay from there, with a SINPO of 53333. And at 1600 UTC, he heard Wavescan from the AWR transmission from Madagascar on 17730 kHz, with a SINPO of 34333. It says, my location is near the city of Vannes in Brittany, in the western part of France. My receiver is an ICOM ICR75. My antenna is a 40-meter long wire, and fed at 7 meters. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Stéphane Maurice, in Plougumelin, in France. Now I want to read you a list of days and times and frequencies when you can hear wave scan and uh, this schedule very handy schedule is courtesy of glenn hauser's world of radio he's compiled all this information uh beginning with sunday and all these days and times are utc sunday 0230 from wrmi on 7780 and 5800 kilohertz 0300 from wrmi on 9395 0430 wwcr on 4840. 0600, The Voice of Hope Africa, on 9680 and 11680. 0930, WRMI, on 5950. 1130, UTC, from WRMI, on 15770. 1200, the IRRS, on 9510. 1430, from WRMI on 9955, 1530 from Dushanbe on 6155, the AWR relay, 1600 AWR from Armenia on 9580, and from Madagascar on 17730, both of those at 1600 UTC. 1800 Voice of Hope Africa on 4965, and 6065 kilohertz from Zambia, and 2200 UTC from KSDA in Guam on 11990 kilohertz. UTC Monday at 0100 WRMI 7780, 0230 WRMI 9955, 0300 WRMI 9395, and 0300 UTC, WRMI on two frequencies, 5850 and 7730 kilohertz. 1415 UTC to 1445, WRMI on 9955. And 1730 UTC, Voice of Hope Africa on 4965 and 6065 kilohertz. UTC Tuesday at midnight 30, WRMI on 7730. 0130 WRMI on three frequencies, 7780, 5850, and 5010. 0300 UTC Wednesday at 2330 WRMI on 9955. UTC Thursday, midnight 30, WRMI on 7730. 
WRMI on 7780, and also at 0130, WRMI on 5950 and 9395 kilohertz. UTC Friday, 0200, WRMI on 9955. UTC Saturday, 0100, WRMI on 7780. 0400, WRMI on 9955. 1600 UTC KVOH from Los Angeles on 17775 kilohertz. 2300 UTC WRMI on 7780. And 2330 UTC WRMI on 9955 kHz. Thanks to Glenn Hauser for compiling that list of days, times, and frequencies when you can hear this program, WaveScan. Thanks very much for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week on the program, the radio scene on four Greek islands, part two. The exhaust fumes from a motor car engine act as a receiving a radio receiving antenna, and our Philippine DX report as well. Several QSL cards are available for WaveScan. Send your AWR and KSDA reports for the program to the AWR address in Thailand and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa or to IRRS Italy or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air. Here in the program, they will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, that's Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to WaveScan is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone. Mm-hmm.